Welcome back, everybody, to an all-new episode of Creative Currents. This is a podcast where I like to consider creative practice for all artists, not just musicians like myself. I think when we start to categorize things as if they're different between types of artists, between a painter, between a writer, between a musician, even between genres and subsets of those types of artists, I think it starts to get really overcomplicated. And I think there's a lot of core creative principles that translate across all different mediums of art. So today, I hope you can let the creative currents carry you along with me in my creative journey. And we can discuss, you know, the philosophical side of being an artist, no matter in what medium you create. I'd like to start today by talking about a body of work. And what it means to create a body of work today as a modern artist. Because I actually think it might seem from the outside that generating a complete body of work is actually antithetical to the times that we're in when a lot of the times the art that we consume it's in the form of bite-sized pieces it's often fed to us through some sense of randomness even if that randomness is algorithmically generated we get our music from a playlist that is curated by well usually an algorithm, a machine. We interface with artists on platforms that have a slot machine style randomized feed, where even if we follow an artist, we might not see their work appear in front of us. Instead, again, a algorithm, a machine has decided what we would like to see. And it's sometimes right. It's actually often right. So why then, as an artist in modern times, why create a body of work? Why not just create in adherence to that system? Why not just create bite-sized pieces of work? that are likely to gain traction and success in this algorithmically generated medium. It's kind of a big, uh, I guess, existential question and I don't want anybody to feel too defeated by the way I set that up because I do think ultimately that there is, there for sure is, value in generating a body of work. 
And you know, before we get too deep in what that value is, why don't we talk about the journey towards making a body of work? So many of us creatives, artists, regardless of the medium, we picked up our craft. We started our artistic practice most likely with the imitation of other art, right? You heard a band that you liked, so you picked up a guitar and you started to learn their songs. And then maybe you started to write your own songs in that same style, a bit of imitation. You're a painter. You saw a really amazing painting one day. You picked up a brush and you painted something in the same style. Same goes for writers, filmmakers. We fall in love with the medium as a fan, and then we enter into that medium ourselves as artists via imitation. Once we work through that, that imitation phase, suddenly uh, we start to grow into the medium, we start to get a bit more mature in the medium, and we start to refine our taste and refine our own style, and we ask a question, well, what does my personal voice need to say in this medium? What is my personal style? How can I take all of those different influences, the ones that I was once imitating, and create something new? This is an important part of the artist's journey. We start with imitation, we get into refining our tastes and style, and eventually we have a level of evolution where we start creating something that is truly our own. And in that evolution, often many artists find some level of success, some level of positive feedback at least. You've gone from imitating one thing to now creating something of your own, something can, something people can identify as you and your style. And with that little bit of success, we believe we've found our voice. We've found our style. And for a while, that feels really good. The danger herein lies in the addiction to that success. The addiction to that feeling of whatever the measurable amount of success is. So it could simply be a friend telling you I really love this song or multiple friends telling you they really like this song or a parent saying, wow, that painting you did is really great. Or you've made your film, posted it to YouTube, and re receives a lot of affection from commenters. So what is the next instinct? Well, of course, you want to keep creating. You want to keep making work that of course it's it's your voice it's it's what you've developed we talked about refinement of your taste and your style you developed that but now it's inextricably connected to that 
addiction to success that you will ultimately get, I think that all artists will receive once they taste it. Now I can make things and people will say nice things at the most basic level, right? I'll receive some recognition for my work. So we continue to develop work and, and that works for a while, right? We're in this phase of our lives. We, our taste and refinement, our taste and style have been refined. So we continue to make things in that vein. But someday you wake up and things don't necessarily feel the same. You see, you've been conditioned in a way conditioned to continue to recreate your previous success when really that that feels completely unnatural i think creatively after a while every artist has a season of their life a season of their work but seasons change Ultimately, we want to evolve again. We talked about going from the imitation stage to the refinement stage to finally having an evolution where we're creating our own style and voice. However, we have two choices. The paths really branch there. They branch at getting caught up in that feedback loop and constantly recreating the same work. Or we can evolve again, which is not necessarily the easiest task, but it's a necessary one if we want to generate a body of work. Why am I putting such an emphasis on this term body of work? Well, it goes back to how we opened today's episode talking about how we're fed different pieces of art, the main mediums for receiving art. But think about your own behavior as a consumer. You might see something that's really interesting one time, something really interesting, something really funny, something really thought-provoking by an artist on social media. And you might choose to follow their work because you liked what you saw. And then for a month or so, maybe longer, you continue to follow them and they continue to post similar work, whatever it may be. It could be comedy, it could be thought-provoking film, it could be music-making videos, whatever it may be. But what happens after six months, 12 months, a year? What happens if that artist continued to post 
the same type of work over and over again? What if you as a consumer, take yourself out of the role of artist for a moment, what if you saw no evolution in that artist's work? If I could take a bet here, I would bet that you might grow a little bit uninterested. Which is almost antithetical to the algorithmic structure of our consumption of media. The algorithm learned that you liked this thing, so it's going to continue to show you this thing. But you inside know that you're you're looking for evolution not just in yourself, but in in the artists and the people around you. That's what makes our world vibrant and interesting. So how do we reconcile this? Well, let's take ourselves out of the role of the consumer and back into the role of the artist. It can be really attempt really tempting to continue in the feedback loop as an artist. If you get your song on a playlist, well, I need to keep generating this type of music because it keeps getting playlisted. If your work was accepted into a gallery show, well, I need to make work that fits into another gallery show so I can get accepted again. It's in that feedback loop where we stop considering our body of work. And we get really caught up in the moment, the day-to-day moment of that dopamine hit of success. when we start to consider our body of work, a natural progression of our work, not getting stuck in that feedback loop, but instead allowing for an evolution of ourselves as artists and our work as artists. What happens is we start to evoke long-term thinking in ourselves and in the consumers of our art, I think, or I hope. that day-to-day, you could keep creating that same genre, that same medium, that same subject matter over and over again, but you're just thinking about the next piece. But if you start thinking about the body of work, where are you going in the next year, three, five years, six years, ten years, a decade out? Can you imagine yourself a decade from today creating the same work you're creating today? If the answer was no, it's time to start considering your body of work and how each piece you create can, it doesn't have to be totally random. In fact, it shouldn't be totally random. It shouldn't be a total divergence from your current work, but how can it be an evolution? How can you connect the dots from your current work then to who, who you are now? There's plenty of places for side projects, alternate projects, where you can put things that are completely different under a brand new umbrella. That's a freedom we have as artists as well. But if you consider your main work as an artist, how are you going to connect the dots from where you are now to the next work you create?
This gives you a zoomed out view of your work, of your life as an artist, and it gets you thinking long term instead of thinking about the next single or the next painting or the next story. If you think of any artist that you admire, any artist that you deeply, deeply admire, they likely have a body of work that you can point to and almost go on a little self-guided journey of. And you can see their trajectory and you can see their evolution over time. This is something we should aspire to as artists. And if we put ourselves back in the role of consumers of art, this is something we undoubtedly want to see in our artists, in our favorite artists as consumers. So whether or not you need that justification to help you along with this vision of your body of work, I think it's a thought that many people don't think about currently in, again, our algorithmically driven news feeds in the way that we consume work. But that's really surface level because ultimately the whole reason these, these algorithmically driven feeds exist is to keep our attention. And the easiest way to lose somebody's attention, I think, is probably to bore people, wouldn't you say? on threads which by the way I basically use threads I stopped using Twitter obviously but I started using threads as a way to get some of these thoughts obviously this is a long-form podcast but the short-form version of, of these thoughts as they come to me I'll generally share those on threads and I pose the question how often do you think about your body of work not your next single or your next post, but your full body of work you're contributing to. And I was actually um, pleasantly surprised by the results. I expected most people to not have considered a body of work in today's day and age, but a fair amount of people did. And there were some people that also admitted to not considering it. JJ on threads said, not enough. I don't consider that body of work enough. Blue Sirens Music said, every week, it's more to remember what I've done, what I've liked, and what I want going forward. Those are good categorizations, I think. Diestra Music said, all the time. It reminds me that every song is just a piece to a bigger picture. I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. So, I would like to hear from all of you how you're thinking about your body of work, if you had considered it before, how you would judge your body of work currently, and where you see it going in the future. 
you can, of course, members of the channel can leave a comment on the video version of this podcast. And Spotify listeners, I believe there's a Q&A section on Spotify. You can also, anybody, anytime can at reply me on threads. Or you can even post your response in an Instagram story and tag me so that I see it. Lots of ways to get in touch and talk about these creative matters. But, of course, I would love to hear from all of you. I'm going to leave you with... Uh, a video that I think you should all watch, a video that's for sure worth your while, came across my feed uh, this week. It's by Jameson Nathan Jones, and the video is entitled, Why Don't Artists Take Risks Anymore? It's a little bit in the same vein of the conversation we've just had about thinking about your body of work, and also related to the conversation we had, I believe, in the last episode about how distribution platforms end up shaping our work. Suddenly, since everybody's following a lo-fi beats playlist, people start creating that music simply to get put on the playlist. And Jameson Nathan Jones in this video explores his journey um, recording some improvisational piano pieces and ending up on a huge playlist, Peaceful Piano, and the effect that that had on him and his work. And I think it's just the perfect example from somebody who went through this entire process of creating the music for the love of it, ultimately getting playlisted, and the mental effects that can have on your work going forward that feedback loop. Link to that will be in the description of today's podcast. And I gotta say thank you once again, everybody, for listening to an all-new episode of Creative Currents. If you've been enjoying the show, please go ahead and leave a rating. It helps the show out a lot. Also, following on your podcast platform of choice, just clicking that follow button helps more people find the show as well. We'll be back next week with an all another episode. And of course, I'm looking for feedback. We're a handful of episodes in now. If you're enjoying this format, fantastic. If there's new things you'd like to see on the show, new topics you'd like to cover, questions you might have, it all evokes a, a better show. Your feedback, your interests, your questions, it makes the show better. In whatever way is easy for you, a tagged Instagram story, a comment, at reply on threads, all of the above, a message in the Discord for our channel members, I want to hear from you. And one last reminder that you can support the show. By joining as a channel member on YouTube. Lots of other perks that come with that, but I'll let you discover them for yourself over at the join page on YouTube. For now, that's going to be it. 
for this episode of Creative Currents. This has been Tatro. Have a good one.